0: Hello, and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam,
1: glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello. Hello. Okay. Let's see. Do you drink Celsius's? I do not. I have drank one before, but I don't regularly drink them. You don't like them? Something about the caffeine in them it doesn't, or whatever energy thing is in them, doesn't make me feel very good. Like, I, I just don't feel great after I drink
0: them. I learned about them at Mrs. America. I've never heard of them before until then.
1: Oh, they're like a pageant thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and we are so excited to talk about a listener question today. Yes, we have absolutely loved
1: connecting with a lot of our listeners via DMs or messages on Instagram or Facebook, and I just love getting questions. I think it's so much fun
0: to hear what our audience wants wants us to talk about. It's great. So it was a specific question, but it, it actually stemmed into a bigger thing that we decided we wanted to talk about. But this person had asked about if, or basically how how does she go about competing as a married woman with small children? Yes.
1: Little li- little kids that are more needy with our time and our, res- like not necessarily resources, but especially time. That was mm-hmm. basically her question is how do you do this? When you want to do something for yourself, but your kids are little and you just have a little bit of that mom guilt of, is this the best thing like for a family? Those types of things. So if you were to be counseling this woman on her question, what would your first piece of advice be, Kristen?
0: Well, no matter what in the, in the married system or any pageantry, you, you have to pick a system and all the systems are different. They are. So that, I mean, that first and foremost they need to figure out which system to do and maybe you can walk like let's okay hi Rebecca you're my coach and or you're my friend and I'm trying to do a pageant but I don't know which system's best for me okay
1: first thing I would say is there are a lot of different systems out there there's a new one it feels like popping up every every year or every couple of years especially um, newer systems that are targeting married women, that that's a a division that they're either adding into their system or they're really kind of building their whole pageant around it. So the first thing you would need to do, I would say, is do your research. Start seeing what's out there in your state. If you want to compete in your state level, look at what pageants have in-person pageants. Not every system has a pageant for that state. If that makes sense. So you can enter at large, which means you are given a title or awarded a title by the national director, but you don't technically compete in your state to win. For example, here in Oklahoma, United States of America misses pageants. They do not have a physical pageant in Oklahoma. If I were to want to compete there, I would take an at-large title. So I could still represent Oklahoma and go as Mrs. Oklahoma, but I would not technically have won that title. I would have been awarded that title. How? But like vice versa, Mrs. International, they do have a pageant here in Oklahoma. So does Mrs. America. You can win that title and that's how you go to the next, the next level. Each system has such unique things about it. If you really are someone who's interested in the glam and the beauty side of pageantry, maybe think about that when you're looking into systems. If you want more of the platform-based community service aspect, then that's gonna change your mind. Historically, Mrs. America is not known as a platform system. That is, it is not required that you have a pageant platform or a, a service project, or anything like that. That is not something that's part of what you're judged on. M- the international system is very heavily emphasized platform. What are you going to do with this title? What have you been doing with this title? USOA is sort of a hybrid, I would say. They, they want you to have a mission and a, something that's important to you, but they're also still very heavy in the glam. And then there's a system called Cosmos, I really love this system. You're going to, I don't even know if you know about the system, Kristen, but one of the pieces of competition that you're judged on is actual fitness. Not like walking in your fitness outfit, but they give you a workout and
0: everyone does it. What? Yes. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Wow. And so then it's just like, can you get through the workout? (laughs) Yes. And it's
1: judged like separately, not on stage. But you do like a sort of remember when you were in elementary school and you did like the president's fitness test. Yes.
0: It's kind of like
1: that a little bit like you do sit ups and burpees and a little bit. I think there might be a run or something, but that's part of what you're scored on. And that's fun. So fitness is really important to you. Maybe that's the system you are more interested in. Think about what you want out of it. And that's how you're going to choose your system. And there's so many more I didn't even get into.
0: Yeah. And, there, and like you said, there's a lot more popping up. I mean, and there's even little local ones. So in West Virginia, for instance, there's the Mothman pageant. And it's uh-huh. just a little community pageant where if you're like, you know what, I just want to do something really, really, really small, you could be Mrs. Mothman. Yes. And there's all kinds of fair
1: pageants as well in like Kentucky, I know, that and West Virginia. do If you just want to get on stage and see what it's like... Maybe start small. I would not recommend just going straight to nationals on your first time, personally. I don't think that's your best decision.
0: Yeah, I will say after I did Mrs. Ohio the first time, the next year, I was like, okay, now I, kn- I felt just so much more confident because I knew more what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I think yep. even that can be really helpful. Um, so- it's a little bit like we were just talking
1: about having kids earlier, just privately. And I was just thinking like entering a pageant for the first time, it's kind of like your first baby. You don't really yes. know what you're getting into. You don't really understand all the stuff that's going to happen. Then the second time you bring your baby home from the hospital, like if you have a second child, then it starts to be a little bit more like, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing here. I remember this.
0: Yeah. I know. It's exactly what that is. I'm, I was much more confident in my poor son. Like honestly people gave me stuff which was really nice just because they wanted to because I was having a boy instead of girls but that poor kid probably would have just lived in onesies had it been completely (laughs) up to me because it's like ah he doesn't need much he'll be fine yeah as long as you've got diapers and you know something to feed him we're good yeah exactly so but yeah you're right you get so much more confident and I think I've even seen more of a trend of Women who have done a lot of pageants, where sometimes they just do at large because they just want to go to a national pageant. Yes. And once
1: you have competed and you have that experience, you know what goes into it, you know about how to watch um, other contestants to get ideas of wardrobe, those types of things, then it's a lot easier to go at large to a nationals. And a lot of women compete at the same nationals multiple times many systems, that's okay. You can do that. For instance, like international, you can go multiple times to Mrs. International. If you are invited, you know, you have to be selected back, but that way you, you learn that first year, maybe something that you want to go back and apply the second or the third year. And then many times that those are the contestants who win are repeat
0: competitors. Mm-hmm. So if it's your first one, maybe start small or try, try a state pageant even. Yes. Is what it sounds like you're recommending. I and think then, so. So, okay. So that's I picked my Step system. one. Now <laughs> yeah. you've got your
1: system. Now you're, you're saying, what do I need to do? What, what kind of time commitment is this going to take? Especially like this girl was asking with young kids. I will tell you, you can put as much or as little time into preparation as you decide. You can let this become your full-time job, but you're not going to probably have the most fun doing that. If you get so laser-focused in pageant prep and that it's all you talk about 24-7, you will burn out your friends and family and yourself before your competition. You've got to find that balance of still remembering who you are, before and after the pageant, and being as prepared as you want to be when you go in. One thing a lot of new contestants or first-time contestants do that I see as a, a problem is they spend a ton of time getting together their wardrobe, working on their fitness, but they forget to practice and prepare for interview.
0: Mm-hmm. I I know when I – yeah, that I think that was the last thing I prepped for,
1: which was mm-hmm. a mistake. <laughs> yeah, they some of them start a whole year in advance getting ready fitness-wise. And then a month before, they will reach out to someone for interview help. That's too late. If, if you've spent a year preparing your body, you also should probably spend a, around that same amount of time preparing your mind and your words.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know – I get that you maybe don't want to work with a coach every single week for a year, but you can talk about a game plan with a coach and say, okay, mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't want to do this every single week, but maybe every week you give me things to work on until we meet again and yeah. then you just slowly build up.
1: Mm-hmm. And paperwork. A lot of times I will, whenever I've worked with different contestants, I'll say, send me it. A- a draft of your paperwork ahead of time, ahead of our session. That way it's already done and we can spend the session really looking through it with the fine tooth comb. I don't want you to wait till the last minute and send me your paperwork the week it's due. Then we can't, we don't have time to change it, edit it, anything like that. So, really talking to whoever you're working with to make sure you've got a great game plan together as a team and you can be as prepared as you want to be going in. I entered Mrs. Oklahoma America 2015 eight weeks beforehand. I did not have a lot of time to prepare for anything, whether it was interview or gown or walking, nothing. But I spent that eight weeks doing it all. I went all in for that eight weeks. That worked out great for me. Other women need that full year or however long to prepare to go in. So it's really you, what you think your goals are, what you need to – to get to your best level of competition in your mind and go for it.
0: And I think one thing that I really appreciated that you helped me – because honestly, Rebecca, I would have spent way too much money at Mrs. America (laughs) had had you not had that conversation with me earlier and had my director Ashley not had that conversation with me and said, no, you you sit down, you decide, okay, this is how much – I'm willing to spend and budget yes. around that. And even when you think to yourself, oh, I'm not going to spend that much. Like, no, it, it'll get away from you. So doing that early and trying to say, okay, I don't have a big budget. So mm-hmm. I I would just highly recommend that if you don't have a big budget, that's okay. But totally take, fine. take some budget from even your gown. Like you don't have to have a couture gown. You can get an off the rack gown. It's going to look just as beautiful for that first pageant and put that into at least two sessions with a coach for interview at at least two, because that first one, you kind of get to know each other. They'll give you things to work on, help you with your paperwork. And then the second session, you guys can work on like mock interview even. Mm -hmm. What we, you just mentioned about gown and budget
1: there are so many great resale gowns as well that you can find whether it's on The Queenly app, on Poshmark, looking on different Facebook resale groups. There are great gowns out there that need to be worn again. And many times they've been worn for, you know, 20 minutes on a stage and that's it. Get a resale gown make it amazing with tailoring, make it fit your body like a glove. And it's going to look like custom for
0: way less. So once you, and once you've got your budget now, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I know how much I'm willing to spend and I have to deal with everything else going on in my life. How am I supposed to find time to actually prep for the past You'll have to tell me if this is
1: how you operate as well. But for me, I'm a very schedule person. I live and breathe schedule. If I don't have it written down, I probably won't do it because I do what's on my schedule. So I personally schedule in time every day to read, listen, or listen to a podcast, some type of self-development mind work, whether it is listening to something that's just about mindset, or competition, you've recommended several great books here on the pod. I love listening to people who inspire me, motivate me, and help me stay focused and becoming the best version of myself. It could be a uh, like faith-based podcast, I listen to a lot of those, or it could be just something that is very much like how to meal prep, whatever you need to listen to to keep you moving forward. I always schedule in time for that. I schedule in my workouts. And for me with young children, I'm going to probably break some hearts here, but I have to do it before they wake up. If I wait until the evening, it will never get done. If I wait until after work, when I'm home for the night, the kids are home from school or home from daycare or whatever, I will never get it done. Something always comes up. There's always a child who's crying or always someone who needs a snack, That time,
0: bedtime, Whatever. I have to do it
1: first thing in the morning before my kids even wake up.
0: I mean, that's my preference too. I like doing it in the morning. I feel it. I feel like it kind of sets my day up for success in general um, because you've already accomplished something. It's like that whole idea of, oh, well, you got to make your bed in the morning. Well, half the time, my husband's still in the bed, so I'm not going to make <laughs> the bed. But I can go and do my workout. I do not go to the gym. I only do at home workouts and. Mm-hmm. I think with little kids and you're doing fitness, I, I think that's the best route. I agree. I, I love my at-home workouts. Me and so too. I
1: used so many beach body workouts, Peloton workouts, YouTube workouts. Um, I would even have, once I started working with the trainer, my trainer wrote me workouts specifically knowing what equipment I had at home and that I would be working out at home. And that was all I did. I very rarely met with my trainer in person because I had really little kids and a full-time job. I did not have time to go to the, like spend that extra 30 minutes of the drive time to get to the gym, to get back and all that. It was so much easier for me to just go to my little workout area in my house, get it done, done for the day, get ready for work, go to the office and start there. Another huge thing that I don't know if you do, but I did a lot of during competition was meal prepping. I would batch cook huge batches of roasted vegetables, of like shredded chicken to add to salads or protein bowls or whatever. That way I would always have a healthy meal option and not feel uh, like the pressure to go through the drive through with
0: my children. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, they ate it too. They ate the same food I was eating.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, my kids won't do that. They're they're a little pickier, honestly, but, um, if it's in your budget and Mm I, I do this still because it's just easier for me, um, because I don't want to eat what the kids are going to eat. And it's probably not very good for me, but I get the factor meals delivered. Mm -hmm. So if there's a meal delivery service that fits whatever you want your nutritional plan to be, Mm -hmm. it really does make it easy. And for factor, it's the grass fed and finished. it's, you can do keto, you can do vegetarian, whatever it is that you want. You can customize it. And I love my factory meals. It, it looks like a TV dinner, but do yes. not let it fool you.
1: <laughs> it tastes so, so good. much better. Do you know that I actually had a local meal prep company sponsor me one year and they made me like, I told them the macros or, you know, the food qual- like specifics that I wanted to have in my meals and they would make me meals every week I would just go pick them up and in return I gave them social media shout outs and thanked them and then I gave them an ad page in the program book as a thank you but all they wanted was just me to post when I picked up my meals that was what our kind of agreement was for the sponsorship that was such a game changer oh so nice to have those
0: yeah because otherwise you're going to end up eating the chicken nuggets and the mac and cheese or 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 whatever yes. it is that your kids are eating and then which is
1: okay in moderation but if you are on a pretty specific like regime that
0: you want to have a certain goal on stage maybe that's not going to always fit in and something i always kept in mind i it was on oh my gosh i'm trying to remember the woman's name and i like the stop apologizing girls, girl, wash your face. Oh Rachel oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know she's a little controversial, but she said this thing and I, that I really liked and it was, and I always kept this in mind if for some reason, something happened. I didn't work out in the morning. Um, when I was like really trying to get my body back after my son and to compete in the pageant was there were, there were some times I worked out and it was like 11 o'clock at night because mm-hmm. I had made that promise to myself that I was going to do this. And if I can't keep a promise to myself, how am I supposed to keep a promise to anybody else? Like, no, I, if I promised my kids, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I promise Mm -hmm. myself something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to treat myself the exact same way. Yeah, And I love that. It wasn't ideal because I was real grumpy doing (laughs) the the late night ones you got it
1: done and you probably slept better knowing you did it instead of feeling like you had let yourself down.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you're doing something like a pageant with little kids, they're going to know that, okay, like my kids are so great about it now. They were not at first when I was like, okay, like now I'm going to do this. But they know if I'm working out and they also, but they also know that they're welcome to join. That's what I That them. I was like,
1: really going to tell you, sell that about next is on the working out if you didn't get it done when you thought you would in your schedule one thing that we do a lot as a family is work out together i will especially like just go take them to the park and we will we have a neighborhood park here in our in our actual like division subdivision whatever it's called and we will like do races or something like that just to get me some steps in cardio I would have them do, like, challenges with me of little workout challenges, push-up challenges, those kinds of things, just to keep them active because they needed to see that it was a family lifestyle. This wasn't just for the pageant. This was a lifestyle our family was adapting and changing, and we were going to keep doing it after. It made me so happy when my son – he was only two and a half at the time. He would come and get the one-pound weights and (sighs) do the same, like – weight workout that I was doing it was I have so many cute videos of him in the gym with me my older son doing box jumps with me so much fun I had such a fun time when they were tiny when they would come work out with me now they do their own thing they usually go play basketball or whatever while I'm doing my workout but I love making it a family event
0: and they but they also know to respect it I'm sure at this point too so if they're like okay well mom's doing her workout Mm-hmm. It's just not the time to interrupt. I can either right. join or I can wait twenty minutes until she's done.
1: Exactly. I don't make it a thing. It's not even like a an option that they can't come in. They're always invited in. We've turned out we've turned our entire formal dining room into our gym now. So it is very much like this is a family gym. If you want to come and get on the Peloton, you do it. I'm gonna be over here doing my weight. And they have so much fun doing it. it. They usually don't last as long as I do in my workout, but they have a, a great time and it's fun. And we have some of our best conversations in there.
0: And I think talking to your husband too is helpful because when I talk to my husband and said, listen, I don't care if they come in, if they're like wanting to be held, obviously that's not the most ideal thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my kids get up at the crack a yes. <laughs> like or something just because they, they're they little and they want you and just mm-hmm. having that support from your husband of like, hey, there isn't going to be 40 minutes to an hour every single day that I just need you to help. Like if for some yes. reason they come in and they need extra attention. And I yes. think if you have that open conversation with your spouse, typically they're, they're going to be at least somewhat receptive. Yes. I love that. So Another thing that can be hard when you
1: have little kids is if you have events, appearances, um, volunteering, whatever it is that you're doing, it is hard sometimes because you may not have someone to watch the children. If, you're, if it, this is something that's happening during the daytime and you maybe are a stay-at-home mom, your husband's out of the home at the time, what do you do with your kids while you're, while you're at the event? Do you mm-hmm. have any
0: suggestions here? I take them with me, and I know that's hard. <laughs> I know that's hard, but you know what? I'm and I'm also not above putting a child a child safety harness or a leash on my <laughs> little one if I'm somewhere where it's like, you know what I mean. And you're a married title holder. Yes, I feel like it kind of comes with the territory. And if you're at an event that's like, oh, your kids, like that's fine. Then I can leave. Mm -hmm. but they don't say that nobody ever says that like that would be so awful (laughs) and many of the things that you're asked
1: to do as a title holder are kid-friendly events anyways maybe you're going to read to a class or maybe you're going to be in a parade or whatever my kids obsessed anytime they could ride in the parade with me they loved it like they were they felt like they were the celebrity you know they were the they were the one people were were wanting to see at this parade not not their mom and I loved that I love getting to bring them with me to a 5k where I was handing out medals any and all the things I could bring them I did it first of all showed them how to get involved in your community and give back but it was a way for us to spend time together
0: yeah I loved taking I well I guess I still, (laughs) I'm still Mrs. Ohio. I love taking my kids to stuff. And like you said, it kind of gives them an opportunity to see uh, what you can do in the community and how to be helpful to your community. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen is you're going to decide to do this pageant. It's going to be a full blown family affair.
1: (laughs) It really is.
0: That's the best way to do it.
1: If you don't make it that it, it's not nearly as fun to me the more you can get your your people involved, whether it is your siblings, your parents, whoever it is involved with you, you will have so much more fun doing it. And it's then when you do end the year, whether you win or didn't win or however it ends, you can look at it as a team effort. Like you guys did this together.
0: And something else I used to do, this is funny with the kids, was I would tell them, okay, I'm going to, So you guys know I'm doing this pageant. I need you to pretend to be the judge so that I can practice. So I would walk and ask them, okay, like, what'd you think of that one? Did I need more energy? And I would, I kind of fed them a couple feedback type things. Uh So, Or um, for my girls, sometimes they would say, okay, now it's my turn. It's like, okay, great. Like you can be contestant number one and I'll be contestant number two. And then we would walk. And then for interview, depending on how old your kids are. Little kids are going to ask you the oddball questions that a judge may or may not ask you, but they're Mm going to be perfect for you to figure out, okay, if I get some random question, how am I going to handle it? Because they ask you really random questions. Yes. Actually, like a
1: toddler type question is probably equivalent to some judges' questions that you're like, what? How does that tell you if I'm going to be a good title holder or not? But that's
0: what they're asking. So you're going to answer. Yeah, like what I remember one question my daughter asked me. She said, Why are fire hydrants red in this city, but in our city, they're yellow? Oh. So that was her judge's question. And so I, I mean, I answered, but it'll give you an odd sense of security too, because it's like, well, nothing's going to be weirder than that. So, I, yeah, <laughs> it's going to help you about. think on your feet for sure. So, yeah, getting them involved in that stuff is going to be super helpful. And then, I mean, just you. I I am very lucky, and I know you probably feel the same way to have a supportive spouse.
1: So so thankful. I could never have done any of the things I did in pageantry and continue to do in pageantry without having his support. Having Dustin being so in, like interested in in the things I'm doing. Sometimes he doesn't understand necessarily the words I'm saying or. Or the, you know, the pressure that you feel as a contestant. But he loves watching pageants with me, going to pageants with me. They all do, the boys and my husband. They love to go. They love to watch. We watch so many live stream pageants. It's ridiculous. And they are right there with me. They love watching it. And he is now the best judge.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if Matt would be the best judge yet, but I could see I could see Dustin doing well because he I know for a fact he watches all those with you.
1: <laughs> he does. And he will tell like he's judged many pageants. And every time he comes away from judging, he will tell me something like that girl, this contestant, blah, 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 she she was really special. We need to keep an eye on her. And then she'll go on to win Miss Oklahoma USA or Miss Oklahoma for to go compete at Miss America. He has an eye for it. He knows he has like the sixth sense.
0: And I think before you start this whole pageant journey, just having a really open, honest conversation with your husband and say, listen, this may not be something that you totally understand, but I need you to look at it as if I'm competing in maybe like a marathon or Mm -hmm. a rugged (laughs) maniac. You know what I mean? They need to look at it in that way and that it's okay if they don't understand but it's their support is just really important to you Mm -hmm. and I've actually known so many pageant husbands
1: who've gotten really motivated to do something on their own whether it was start a business start their own fitness journey whatever by watching their wife do this thing it's really cool watching husbands kind of get their own version of their pageant goal and running with it. Because it is motivating when the people that you're around are doing something
0: to better themselves. And when you're competing for a pageant and you're prepping, you, you really do want to take the time to do that mindset work and just really understanding who you are, which I think sometimes gets really lost when we get married and have kids. Okay. And it gives you the opportunity to really get yourself, get a little bit of yourself back. And I think that's, you have to remember that that is important and your kids will see that. And you may feel like it's taking some time away from them, but you are going, the quality of person and mother and wife that you can be is going to be so much better than you could ever imagine because you've spent that time working on yourself.
1: Yeah, I read a book and I don't know if I've talked about it here on the podcast. It's called The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst. It's L-Y-S-A is how you spell the Lisa. She's a phenomenal author. And this book basically is saying every time, it's for people like me who say, uh, maybe are a little bit over achievers, wanna do it all, always a full plate. And the books literally teaches you how to always say the best yes. Because when you are saying yes to something, you are truly saying no to something else. So maybe if you're saying yes to this workout, what are you saying no to? You might be saying no to that 45 minutes of sitting on the couch watching TV with your husband, but what are you saying yes to? You're saying yes to a healthier you, a more confident you, because a lot of times being healthy physically helps you feel more confident internally. It's saying yes to your own mental health because for me, mental health and fitness are very tied together. You might be saying no to that 45 minutes, but you are saying yes to so much more. What is the best yes at that time? Other days, you may need to say yes to that Netflix time with your husband. Maybe you need that connection with him to read, regroup and see each other for a minute and laugh and bond over some funny show or documentary that I don't watch funny documentaries. I watch murder documentaries, but you know, (laughs) I'm just saying we have, like there are times we do a lot of lunch dates where we will meet for lunch instead of going out to dinner because we don't have a close by babysitter always available. So that's a good option for us is while they're at school, let's meet for lunch and have hour to just connect the two of us find the times you can to say those best yeses to help the whole quality of your your life feel better and so that you don't burn out
0: yeah and there I mean because there is you're gonna start to see some other things slip away like Mm -hmm. I know I don't I don't get to watch as much tv at this point but you know that I would I
1: literally, like, bribe myself, and that's how I watch Housewives. I only watch Housewives on the cardio machine. Like, if I'm, like, on the treadmill walking, that that's my reward is to watch Housewives while I'm wow. walking
0: on the treadmill. That's how I reward myself to do my cardio. No, I, I do something similar because – well, and I get bored during workouts because I'm a – if you follow the Enneagram, you're a three, and that's why you win at everything. <laughs> And I'm an, I'm an eight, but I wing a seven. And so sometimes like that seven energy, I'm just like a little Mm -hmm. all over the place or I can Mm -hmm. be. And so I get bored when I work out and I have to have something that I'm watching. So I have my beach body workout on either the TV or my phone. And then I have something that I'm either listening to or watching when I work out because otherwise I'm bored.
1: Me too. I'm the same. I've always got to have some type of reward or something to motivate myself. It's called habit pairing, where you uh, start to associate a, like a positive habit. Like if you are taking medication, you maybe leave it by your coffee because you're going to drink coffee every day. And if you need to remember to take this medicine, you're going to pair it with another habit so that it becomes an, an a habit you associate with the one that's already established. So that's what I've tried to do with my TV watching so that I don't just watch 75 hours of Bravo in a row I will reward myself by saying this is my hour that I watch Bravo is while I do my walk on the treadmill and it's not like high intense cardio it's just walking but I need to get that activity
0: in huh I have done that before that's how I started flossing every day (laughs) yes it happens Harry I put I bought the The pick things that it's already like ready for you. And I just love those. I put it right beside my toothbrush because it's like, okay, well, I'm definitely gonna do that. And I really, Mm -hmm. that was like a couple of years ago. That was like my New Year's resolution sort of thing. It's like, no, I do not want gum disease. I think I saw, I saw it was either a documentary, a commercial, whatever it was, it freaked me out. And I'm like, no, I will not let that happen to me. Yeah. And that's funny, but it worked and now it does. I can't imagine not flossing each time I brush my teeth. Yeah. If there's some type of habit you're trying to establish,
1: pair it with something you already are doing. It it will start to become a habit that you will not forget ever because it's just part of your daily routine.
0: Well, yeah. So if you already work out every day, that's perfect. But if you don't, you're going to have to help your children realize mm-hmm. that that is just a habit that you do, but yep. that they can. Or like for pageant prep, it's all about, I, I'm trying to loop it back around and mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. So I'm just going to go back to it, <laughs> but we're going to, you, you have to make them part of it because otherwise they, they don't, you don't want them to be resentful of it right. either. And that is part of Mrs. Pageantry. The whole organization of Mrs. America, their, their slogan is literally, we are family. Mm-hmm. And yep. you make, make it make a family make, event. And you know what, if, you know, you don't get the most amazing workout in, or if you don't get like the most productive mock interview session, because one of the kids busted in, you just got to take it in stride and be flexible about it because that you have to know that that is going to happen. And Mm -hmm. at least you're trying and at least you're doing it. And as long as you're flexible, it's going to, that's going to make the transition of you coming into this new lifestyle much easier. I have
1: done so many walking sessions via Zoom
0: with a baby on a hip like
1: a girl no. has the, has her baby on her hip or in a like a little bouncer thing or whatever right there beside her while she's walking because this is her time she but she's still a mom and she's still got this little baby that's there. I It doesn't ever bother me as a coach if somebody's got their kid in the room or their baby around. I get it. I'm a mom I understand. And I know life happens and kids get sick and things happen. We are all in this together as mothers. So don't ever think of it as I can't do it because my kids are too young. I don't think that should get in the way if this is something that you really want to do.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'm so glad that I did do it because when my kids were young, because one, it's exciting for them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're your biggest cheerleaders. You Mm -hmm. don't realize it, but they are, and they want to cheer you on. And it motivated me to lose the baby weight after my son, which I may or may not have gotten around to it, but I'm so glad I did it when I did it so that I can be healthier and have more energy for them.
1: Yes, totally.
0: So hopefully, listener, we will
1: send you a DM and let you know that this episode is dedicated to your question. But thanks so much for sending in your question. If any of you out there have more questions for Kristen and I, it can be truly about anything. It doesn't have to be just about pageant stuff. We are happy to answer. You probably have now gathered we both love Bravo. So if you just want us to do a whole Housewives episode, we will. You just let us know. We are happy to serve you and help you be your best and all the pageant buzz. All right, Rebecca.
0: It's time. I want to know, what is your Chris's question for today? Do you think your life would make a good reality TV show? Yeah, I just talked about how I swept up my hair extension weave and had to (laughs) retrieve it at the car wash. That's, That's not an ideal judge's answer, but... Um, that's a good question though. I'm glad you just asked that because I, I hope a judge does ask that question. I feel like they could get some fun answers. I have asked it as a judge. I love this question. I
1: think it is such a fun way to get a little sneak peek inside someone's family or home life.
0: Yeah. And see, I think it'd be interesting to ask just to see how seriously they'd maybe even take themselves because I, Mm -hmm. I love when somebody is a little more filled with humor yeah. It'd be interesting to kind of see what people would say. Okay. Well, I hope you all get a chance to answer that on our Instagram. We are at Pageant Pod on Instagram. Like Rebecca said, send us any questions that you might have or anything you want us to talk about. And we really appreciate you listening in this week. And as Rebecca always says, don't forget to sparkle.
1: We are currently booking our next guest, so follow us on Instagram at pageantbuzzpod and send us a DM if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast.